Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome inside the Radio Octagon. This is Saskatchewan's number one sports talk show, The Sports Cage, on 620 CKRM. And a good Tuesday afternoon, Saskatchewan. This is Brendan McGuire and Ryan McNally in the Catbird seat for this Tuesday edition of the Sports Cage for Saskatchewan Lotteries, bringing communities together. Sask Lottery Products fund over 12,000 sports, culture, and recreation groups across Saskatchewan. Coming up on today's program, uh, of course, we have our weekly Tuesday check-in with Glenn Suter on press coverage and I'm going to ask him the question, do we really need all these Canadians playing in the CFL? Does it really that matter that much to the fan base? Arash Madani will join us. Uh, Ewan Huey of the Regina Pats got his first career shutout yesterday in a 6-0 win over the Calgary Hitmen. And Ryan McNally is here in studio with his sharp-looking Jurassic Park hoodie and Baltimore Orioles cap that I think Colin Lovequist said he was going to wipe something with. Yeah, he's not a huge fan of these uh, Baltimore Orioles. I'm not either. I just I collect the entire league, and uh, I'm three away from uh, com- completing my collection. So I uh, figured I'd rock the Baltimore Orioles hat today. And also, they were named as a potential host of the 2029 All-Star Game. So figured, why not? And they have new ownership. And they have new ownership. And they have a really good young core. So and so you've got 29 of the 32 baseball caps. That is correct. I said 32. No, 27 of 30. 27 of 30, yeah. There you go. Very good. Okay, um, so we will talk to you and Huey coming up a little bit later in hour one. Uh, that was a very electric performance yesterday in that victory over the Calgary Hitmen. I've probably given up on the Pats more than anybody because of the season that they had and going into the weekend, a lot of the rhetoric that we heard from Dante DiCaria was that they needed to win at least two out of three. They didn't do that. And yet some way, somehow on a family day Monday, a whole bunch of people show up at the Brant Center. They look great. And now everybody's optimistic again. So they all played like Corbin Vaughn, who came back yesterday. So that was uh, that was pretty cool. <laughs> that was that was a fun game to to watch for sure. Nice to talk about a win finally. Yes. But before we do that, we will go out on to the Western Pizza Hotline where we are very pleased to be joined by longtime Saskatchewan curler Kirk Myers. Kirk, have you been watching the Scotties so far? I have. Uh, you guys you guys been taking it in at all? Oh yes, I have like nonstop. It's been uh, it's been pretty good action here. Watching it like a hawk, glued to every shot. Yeah, when we can. Well, um, so it, far, Skylar Ackerman and her Saskatchewan rink at three and two. That sounds pretty good. But is that a bit of a letdown when you get off to a hot start like that, and then you have a rough draw or a rough day like they did yesterday? Yeah, that's that's a tough one. I mean, I, I think when they started out three and zero, they uh, they kind of you know exceeded the expectations of I think a lot of the curling fans out there. You know, they're the I think they're the youngest team maybe Saskatchewan has ever sent to the Scotties. So um, you know, they they definitely have lots of potential, but nobody knew what they were gonna you know what they were gonna give us when 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 uh, when it started. And then they started three and zero, and as soon as they started three and zero, I was just like, all right, like let's roll now. And then of course yesterday they have the two tough games. 
uh, and kind of come back to three and two. So they're still sitting good. Um, but, uh, but yeah, after, after that three and all start and then beating really good teams like Caitlin Waz and then Krista McCarvel, um, you kind of thought, holy smokes, maybe we got something here. And then, and then yesterday, a little bit of a letdown, but, uh, now there looks like they're giving Anderson a, a good run for her money this afternoon here. Yeah. Just as I look at the ticker, it looked like, uh, Saskatchewan jumped out to a two nothing lead in the first end, then gave up a three rock second end and is now trailing three to two as we do this interview live hey listen uh brianne harris made a bit of news being deemed ineligible at the start of the tournament we all know that this is somewhat of a super team that carrie anderson is skipping and they're trying to break the all-time record for consecutive scotty's championships in a row and they're tied with the all-time record holder colleen jones how big of a blow is it to their drive for five to lose their lead the way they did yeah, I mean, it, it's huge. I mean, there, it's one thing to lose a player like that. It's another thing to lose a player like they did. And, and you know, everyone's scratching their head why and trying to figure out why. And, and uh, they're trying to deal with some of that uh, that pressure as well, right? So, I mean, it, it, it's one thing to lose lose that player who Brianne's probably one of the best leads in the world. She's a great sweeper. And, and that she, she gives confidence to Carey. She gives confidence to Val. You know, she gives confidence to that whole team because they know if they throw it close, uh, Brianne and uh, – and uh, and uh, the second there are going to just, you know, take care of it from there. I mean, uh, Shannon and, and Brianne are two of the best sweepers in the, in the world. So when you have them, you, you get confidence. When you lose one of those players, all of a sudden you're reeling a little bit. And then obviously to lose Brianne the way they did, there's a ton of pressure and a, a ton of emotions that go along with that. So I'm certain they're not sleeping very well at night either. Um, that, that also plays a factor. So, I mean, they're still a great team. They still absolutely have potential to win this thing. Kristen Karwacki, who's stepping in, who was playing with Nancy Martin out of Saskatchewan this year, who their fifth is, great player, one of the best players in the game. So they're fine on that front, but it's just it's kind of that, that flow that they're used to going into the Scotties that they, they're not going to have this year. So it'll be interesting how that plays out at the end of the week, but it, it's, it's tough not to cheer for them, that's for sure. And Kirk, you kind of went through something similar too through the Olympic trials, if I'm not mistaken, with Braden Muscoe too. So like you understand, like it's a really big impact. I mean, it's a four person game. So losing one of those players has a pretty significant impact on the team, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, 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 you know, if you get on a football team where there's 60, 70 people on the team, you know, losing one isn't a big deal. But when you get the small team like curling, um, that, that's a huge deal. And, and you, you work, you know, you work so long to get those, those mechanisms in place like the Anderson team has. Um, so everyone knows their jobs and it's really tough to kind of change that up a little bit. Um, and like I said, if you get on a big, huge team, a hockey team, a football team, whatever that may be, you know, usually not that big a deal if you lose a player. But uh, when you get that small, cohesive unit that has worked together for years, um, becomes a finely tuned machine. And, I mean, we've watched Anderson do that over the years. It gets, it gets a little uh, a little tough to deal with sometimes when, when you don't have that crew. But um, like anything in sports, you got to deal with what comes at you. And, and, you know, they seem like they're doing a pretty good job of it there this week. Our guest on the Western Pizza Hotline, Saskatchewan curler Kirk Myers. Perfect pizza with a generous amount of toppings plus Greek food like savlaki, ribs, salads, all the goodness you can't make at home. Call Western Pizza today. Uh, Kirk, I know you're doing the mixed doubles thing uh, with Laura Walker. Is that all you're focused on this season uh, for curling? 
that's it. And I'm focused on having a few beverages in the past when the briar comes around, because there's nothing better than a briar in Saskatchewan and there's nothing better than a briar in Regina. So uh, I'm focused on the mixed doubles thing. Uh, and, and Laura and I are having a good go at that this year. We, we got nationals coming up uh, the week after the briar. So we're, we're getting ready for that. And then hopefully we'll get to win that and go to the world championship. But uh, certainly I'm going to take the week, uh, the briar week for 10 days and enjoy uh, some of the best curling in the world and one of the, or not one of the best, the best curling event there is is the Briar. So um, I can't wait to, for that to start in Regina. So that's definitely got my focus as well. We'll be excited to see you here, but where do you go for nationals for the doubles? Uh, they're in Fredericton. So they ship us out to Fredericton March 17th and that runs from March 17th to 22nd. Uh, 32 teams will play in that. So every province gets a provincial winner. And then the top, I think 14 teams on the, on the, points list get invites so there's 32 teams and they whittle that down to one over a week and the winner of that goes to the world championship which uh, they would represent canada in Ustersund, sweden so that would be in april so that would be pretty cool to to represent canada canada believe it or not has never won a mixed doubles world championship so hopefully uh hopefully we could be the one to break that curse it's been i don't know 15 years since that that world championship's been around so uh, hopefully whoever goes this year can can break that curse for canada but as we know, when we're watching the men's and women's world championships, it's getting harder and harder to do every year. I'm completely jealous. When do any of us ever get to go to Sweden? So hopefully you can make that <laughs> trip. Uh, I know that you've done quite a bit of mixed doubles in the past. Uh, what is the, for those of us who, you know, I played a lot of team curling and wasn't very good at that and then did some mixed doubles, wasn't very good at that either. Uh, well, what is the biggest difference between playing the two for you? Uh, you know, I think the speed of it, uh, you know, when you, when you watch now, now, especially when I watch a men's or women's game, it's, it's sometimes it t- seems like it takes so long for the end to build, you know, it's a 15, 16, 17 minute ordeal, you know, the first rock is placed and the second rock, third rock, et cetera. Mixed doubles is so fast. So there's, but the end takes about five minutes. You're in and you're out. And then there's huge point swings. So, because uh, rocks are stationed at the beginning of the end and you can't remove any rocks for, for the first three rocks, there's huge, huge point swings. So, there's tons of rocks in play. You know, there's three or four st- scored every end. So, it's really exciting in that nature. And then it's a lot quicker. We're out there for an hour, 15 minutes. You're in and you're out. Whereas, you know, a men's and a women's 10 end curling game now takes three and a half hours. So, and then you add on the practice before, you're looking at about a four hour ordeal. So, I think that's the biggest thing for me. It fits my personality way better. I'm kind of, you know, a little impatient. Um, but I also think it's going to, you know, it, it fits a lot of the, 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 you know, the sports fans nowadays, you know, they can watch an hour game, they can get out of there, you know, they can, you never know who's going to win. You know, I think when you watch, you know, some of these, you know, whether it be home and Jones, Ianerson or, or, you know, Botcher or Cooey, if you watch those games on TV, you know, who's going to win after the first couple ends, right? It's just, it's almost, it, they're, they're perfectionists out there. It's amazing to watch. It's, it's incredible curling, but you know who's going to win. Mixed doubles, it's completely random almost every every game. Some of the best teams in the world get beat by some of, you know, some of the teams that are ranked, you know, two, three hundred in the world. And you just don't see that in regular curling anymore. But that, that really makes a lot of the excitement, I think, about mixed doubles. I feel like that's Kirk's polite way of saying it pleases those millennial punks who have no attention span, just like the ones who they change the baseball rules for, et cetera, et cetera. But all kidding aside. Oh, do I, I, I think we might have a purist on our hands here. Is that, a, is that what I'm hearing? You, pro, you probably don't think live golf is any good either. No, definitely not. I refuse to watch it. I boycotted it the whole way. Hey, listen, I didn't even like the three rock rule. Now we're up to, what, five? So... Yeah, uh, but, the game ain't what it used to be, right? 
I miss I miss the corn brooms. It's like when um, there was a guy who uh, CBS did the Olympics one year, and uh, they had the guy who did curling on on David Letterman, and Letterman says, "Okay, for those of you who haven't seen curling, let's take a shot." And of course, they pull out black and white footage from the '60s or '70s, and they got the big corn brooms, and everybody's laughing. I miss that. But um, while you're taking the year off from other competitive curling, like from team competitive curling, I should say. Uh, do you field offers? Do you get anybody approaching you saying, hey, what about next year? Would you want to be on my team or help me put this team together? And if so, have any of those offers come to represent a province other than Saskatchewan that you can tell us about? Yeah, good question. You know, I, I do get I do get offers. Uh, you know, the first year there was a ton of offers. Now I'm into my second year not playing. The, the, the offers come a little less because I think people know kind of where my focus is. My focus is going to be on the mixed doubles until until uh, the the end of this Olympic cycle. However, that plays out. Hopefully, it's at the Olympics. But if not, we'll see. But um, so I do field offers. Um, definitely some offers from other provinces, but I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you guys. If I were to ever go back curling, I'd be hard pressed to play for any other province in Saskatchewan. I mean, since I was six years old, the reason I played was to go to the Briar for Saskatchewan and win it for Saskatchewan. And that, that was it. So, um, the, the allure of playing for a team outside of Saskatchewan just doesn't really do it for me. Um, right now I'm focused on this, this Olympic run with Laura. We got a good chance here going into the, the 2026 Olympics. I'm focusing on that in mixed doubles, but I, I'm not going to say I wouldn't play for a, a team in another province, but it, I'd be hard pressed to, I mean, there's nothing better, you know, going to a provincial championship, playing the tanker, winning the tanker, getting to put on the green jacket at the Briar for Saskatchewan. I mean, that that's curling for me. So uh, I'd be hard-pressed to go to a different province, but uh, uh, we'll see if I guess I eat my word down down the road. But for now, I'm happy with where I am, and I can't wait to cheer on uh, uh, McEwen, uh, McEwen's boys and, and Flash and the Marsh boys at the Briar here in Regina. So I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at. And you've done it a time or two, Kirk. Uh, I believe it's, uh, what, six tankered wins? And seven represent representing Saskatchewan seven times. Yeah, I think you're right. And it was uh, every time it was uh, a little better than the last. I mean, no, by God, there's nothing better. I mean, again, for curling, it's as good as it gets, right? The Briar is, is everything, right? And uh, and I think for a Saskatchewan curler, it's as good as it gets to go to the Briar for Saskatchewan. So I was lucky to do it uh, seven times. Uh, honest with you, I don't know if I'll ever I'll ever be doing it again, but I, I'm certainly not closing the door on that. But uh, I think right now I'm, I'm pretty happy with the mixed doubles thing. It's just uh, the men's game is just too damn long. <laughs> Right, just like the baseball. I'm too old. Right, that's why. That's why nobody watches the Super Bowl. It's too long because it's three and a half. <laughs> See, gotcha. Uh, hey, uh, yeah, you got me. Here we go. We're uh, we're going to be broadcasting the sports cage from the Briar all week long, March first to tenth. The Montana's Briar here in Regina. You'll stop by and visit us, won't you? I will, if you guys will have me. You and I will be fighting about uh, sports, but that's all right. We'll we'll do the whole afternoon. <laughs> That is, thanks, Kirk. Love it. Thanks, guys. Take care. That is Kirk Myers joining us on the Western Pizza Hotline, taking some time away from team curling, focusing on the mixed doubles, which is kind of the wave of the future right now in the world of curling. But if he does get to go to the Olympics, he would get to go to Milan and Cortina, Italy? Yes, it's, it is it is in Italy. In Italy. Okay, yes. I wanted to make sure that I had that. Have they announced the 2030 Olympics yet? Or the destination uh, for the 2030 I, Olympics yet? Well, I mean, Google and Wikipedia is a... No, not yet. They've just... No. Los Angeles is the latest one in yeah, 2028. So. And then, yeah, because I, I knew Vancouver was uh, potentially trying to bid for it. So, 
That'd be nice. I, I was at the 2010 Olympics in Vancouver, and oh, it was awesome. Did you see any of the hockey? I uh, saw a little bit of hockey. Saw uh, I couldn't afford the tickets to see. Canada. I didn't. No, I didn't see any Canada games. Um, but I saw Switzerland beat Belarus in uh, playoffs, and then I saw Finland win their first ever medal in women's hockey. Yeah, uh, they won a bronze medal against Sweden. So, oh, I remember that. Yeah, that, that was would be, that was really cool. That would be cool to see. Coming up in hour one of the Sports Cage, we'll visit with Regina Pat goalie Ewan Huey. You're listening to the Sports Cage on Rider Radio six twenty CKRM.